This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. Today we join Pastor Josh Harriman, Pastor Ryan Bibb for a second part of their conversation with Ryan Benazek and Dave Northrup, two men who have served most of their lives in the Sturgis community on the police department. We want to encourage you to listen to all three parts of this series, this discussion. Uh, It's going to be very important for you to get the context. So without any further ado, here's Pastor Josh Harrima, Pastor Ryan Bibb, Officer Ryan Benazic, and Dave Northrup. All right. Well, welcome back to Radiant Reflections. This is episode 24. We are continuing our conversation with Mr. Ryan Benazic and Mr. Dave Northrup. Uh, Joining me once again is my co-host, Pastor Ryan Bibb. So we dug in a little bit about what it's like to be a police officer in the last episode, and we're going to kind of continue the conversation uh, and maybe dig in a little bit deeper to... No, not maybe. We will. No, we will. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, that's We're that's going true. in the weeds now. <laughs> we're, going, we're going in the weeds. We're, we're digging deeper into the cultural conversation right now about race and, and law enforcement all that good stuff. Uh, and actually, right before we hit record, there was all kinds of fun conversation happening. Uh, we'll see if any of that... Uh, Hopefully, it, ca- it carries over. <laughs> makes its way it uh, to the uh, surface here. But let's let's talk about George Floyd. The name, the name heard around the world, uh, <laughs> in a sense. Um, this, this incident with George Floyd, which I, a month ago, two months ago... I don't, time has kind of lost all of its. I think it was Mayish. I mean, yeah, this sparked a lot of anti-police rhetoric. But what is on you know the things that went down, the pictures, the video, you know, all these things that people are are posting, basing a lot of their opinions on. What is you guys's view on what went down with George Floyd and uh, Derek Chauvin? I don't know if I'm saying the, the officer's name correct. But. Uh, as an administrator, the first thing you have to do is you have to take emotions out of it. These people, everybody should be enraged. There, there's no way about it. When somebody dies, um, you should be upset about it. And, and uh, um, so you need to step back from that and say, okay, what exactly happened? What's going on here? And when I first saw it, I was upset. And, and um, probably a little different reason than, than a lot of other people. I looked at that, and I'm thinking – what are you doing? What tactics are you using? They haven't taught that in 25 years. You're referring to the police officer, the right? Police the police officer. officer. Okay. Yeah. And, and I don't even want to get into the debate about the activity that was going on before, why the police were there. Um, that is relevant as far as that there was an interaction because of an incident. So, but how you handle an incident is really important. Regardless if you're a law enforcement, a parent, um, whoever, is how you handle a situation is very important. Um uh, so, so I look at that and then I shut my mouth for a while and listen, try to get some facts and some of the facts starting coming out saying, Hey, this guy has some discipline history. So right away, because you notice that one guy's black and one guy's white and the white guy's wearing a, a uniform that you look at that and in the back of your mind, maybe, Hey, this may, is this a race issue? What is this? And the facts that started coming out is that you have an officer that has a discipline issue that has a history of discipline. And um, nowhere did I ever hear or see anything about those being racial, that the only thing that came out was a discipline. So I look at that, uh, or uh, use of force. So I'm looking at that and saying, this guy's got some problem. Either he's not trained appropriately or he's using tactics that are not appropriate. 
Um, there were some people talking about that, that law enforcement needs better trained on defensive tactics. I was a defensive tactics instructor back 100 years ago when I was still doing <laughs> defensive tactics instruction. They say, hey, stay away from the head, stay away from the spine. Um, those are lethal force. So is there a time where that may be appropriate? Yes, that person's trying to murder somebody. They're, they're trying to kill me or whatever. Use whatever you, you have. If I have a fork available, I'm using a fork. If I'm going to sit on your spine, I'll sit on your spine. I will do what I need to do to make sure I go home at the end of the day. So I'm just saying that that's not a tactic that I would throw out and say you would never use it. But for the crime, it does not fit. So it's either a fail to train or it is an improper use of the training that he has. And it sounds like that they've trained him several times, so it's his choice on a use. So I have to look at that. And what I can't get, what I can't get all emotional about right at the beginning is what are other outlying factors that, that um, are here that are being brought up by a lot of people? It's race. It's, uh, um, and then we'll talk a little bit later about defunding the police, that these are things that we have to do because they don't know what they're doing. And defunding is going to figure out, I guess, make it all better. <laughs> so you're going to have Yahoo's and Priuses coming to handle your complaint. So um, that, uh, <laughs> that, that I need to focus on what is the real thing, and that is the use of force. And and that's what that's what you saw. That's yes. When I, a lot As of stuff's going in my in brain, it. yeah. But I don't grab on grab onto it until I have the facts. Right. You, you're, you're not you're, you're not going to be driven by emotions, which a lot of people were as soon as that. I mean, they're running to Facebook. Oh, they're running like lit, like literally as literally, soon, I mean within like, within well, less than twenty four hours. These, walking, watching on these cameras, listening to the voices right now. If it's going to be you know a pot on the podcast, that there are people right now that are getting upset that something boiling on the inside. Well, that was race. That doesn't show. You know, as soon as that we know that there was something. If he had on his Facebook, all these racial things, then we'd say, hey, yeah, he's got a race problem. Yeah. It's not. It's a use of force problem. And should he be disciplined? Yes. Should he have some liabilities, criminal um, liabilities to this? Yes, I would charge him. I think that he needs to be charged for some of the stuff that he's done, if that's what the facts are. Yeah. That's why those guys are paid to investigate it. And, but, well, everybody's going to hide it. Mm, no, not in this day and age, because as soon as you know that's that, that you have the local guys are going to get first shot, then the feds are going to come in to make sure it's not a racial thing. If you if you hide it, more people are going to be getting in trouble. That's um, um, I have not personally seen that in any of the investigations that, that we've been involved in or that we've worked with other departments on. Um, does that happen? Yes, I, I'm sure that there are some people that try to hide some of the stuff. Georgia incident would be one of those examples. Mm -hmm. But this incident, you know, I'm looking at use of force, and that's something that, that needs to be dealt with. And if we have officers out in America that are using excessive force, they need to be told, here's, here's the option. This is a force you can use, and if you don't, then it's a great day to find a job someplace else. So you're not going to stay at our department if that's the way you're going to go. Agreed. You're up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, um, you know, when officers do an investigation in, in any crime, they're going to go through and look at facts, right? And what occurred and do a, a thorough investigation. And these incidents, especially the George Floyd incident, elicit so much emotion that there's not that time given to, for the, whatever investigating agency, whether it's the feds or whether it's a local agency, to be able to go through and, and do that investigation to look for all the facts and see what some of the, you know, uh, making circumstances were or emotions right so we jump to the first thing that comes to our mind or we see which is 
the racial issue, right? Because it's a white officer, it's a black man. And so that's the first thing that is readily visible. And so that's where it goes without the time to look at all the other circumstances. So, which I mean, er, early on, I mean, like, again, within 24 hours, I mean, social media was blowing up and, and it was portrayed as a, as a race based thing. Correct. I mean, I mean and, and there are going to be emotions. I don't want people to believe that, hey, you, you have to be a flipping robot. You don't have to be a robot, that you do have emotions. Because now you look at that and say, okay, the guy, without getting into his history too much, yeah, he's had some issues. But if that's still my son, I don't care if he had those issues or not. He just died. And I get to watch a video of my son dying. Yeah. Just like that goes back to, um, to some of the military stuff, talking about in, in the Middle East, chopping off somebody's head and putting it on video and sending it to you. Something. Yeah, that's going to elicit a lot of emotion. And so we will have that emotion. The problem is, hey, have your emotion, have your cry, get upset, scream and holler, kick the door, whatever you have to do. But then when it's done, you need to start looking at it logically, and we need to fix the problem. Another one of my opinions is taking a, a match and putting it to your house and burning it down or b ripping all the stuff down doesn't fix the problem. Now I just have more trash to clean up at the end. So, you know, I, I think that we need to be logical about what we do. Do I think that there's a time for civil unrest? Yes, I do. Um, but I think that, first of all, you have to do it the right way. And if the right way is not going to be working, then there's another right way, plan B, which is going to be some civil disrest, if that's what we're at. Um, I, I just, to go from zero to 100 miles an hour, just that quick without getting information, the bad part is I would hate to do that because then I have to turn around and apologize because I didn't make a, a proper decision. Mm. I like to make an educated decision and do the best. Does that mean I'm always right? No, no, no. <laughs> no. I was waiting for you to answer that. One. I'm I'll not say it again. Right. No, <laughs> but what I want to be able to do is I want to be able to have Ryan or somebody come up to me and say, "Hey, you know what? You're wrong on this." Okay, um, why am I wrong? Help me out. Give me some facts why I'm wrong, and then give me more inf more information. You know, if if I knew that this was a racial thing, or if there's any information saying it was a racial thing, then I'm all for it and charge him racially as well. But you know, going back to this, I think it's a use of force thing, and I think it's an education thing, and I think it's a lack of leadership thing because a leader, if they know that you are using excessive force multiple times, you have to cut the strings with somebody and say, you know what, we're done, we're done here. You cannot work for my department because I, when I was in charge, I took it very personal, my department very personal, and that if anybody screwed screwed up or did something wrong, then we then I took it personal and we went back and changed it. Mm -hmm. Knowing Ryan's personality, I think he's probably the same way. He takes things personally and that he will go back and change that. It, it, to kind of piggyback off of what Dave said there a little bit, taking it personal, you are, and we've seen it, that the profession as a whole is judged off of the actions of one oh. many a times. Mm -hmm. And so when you have that one, uh, one bad actor or, you know, a bad actor in a department, your department is judged off of that one person. They become the face of your department, good, bad, indifferent, right? That is what people start to know your department as. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why Dave and myself are both so passionate about dealing with those bad actors because we have pride. I think most law enforcement does as well, has pride in their departments and their agencies. And by dealing with those bad actors – it improves your agency as a whole. So before we, we talk about the whole defunding um, question, you know, that, that 
social narrative right now of defunding the police. Um, that, that infamous picture of the police officer and George Floyd, what, from your guys' perspective that have, was in law enforcement and currently in law enforcement, like what emotions do you see there? Because before we went live with this, I was telling you guys, I think it's a learning. It, 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 everyone can learn from that image. Right. Even though it may, it probably hurts my assumption. I'm, right. I'm assuming here it probably cuts deeper into you than it does me it, because you bleed. I'm talking to Ryan right now, looking at Ryan, you bleed the, the black and blue. Right. I mean, so do you. I mean, your ring, I looked at your wedding ring. It, that's what it is. You guys bleed it. it it's, a, it's a family. And you guys have mentioned that several times. It probably cuts a little deeper than to, me who sees it. So, yeah. And when you talk about that picture, we kind of talked about that broad brush Dave did earlier about that broad brush that's, that's um, being applied to everything. And so that picture, which has been all over Fox, CNN, MSNBC, right? You name it for the last two months, that picture has been the face of the defund the police, right? It has been the anti-police. Anytime you see um, talk about law enforcement or, they, that's the image that has been shown over and over and over again. And again, it's the image of a bad officer. It's not the image of law enforcement. And so for me, it's an image that is, has been used to foster a false narrative about law enforcement. Not that incident being a false narrative, but the general um, hatred towards law enforcement. But also it's an image that we kind of talked about it earlier, those conversations you have to have with your family about not wearing their law enforcement shirts, right? Not doing all these things that, uh, that, that we've had to had, that we've had to have conversations with. I mean, I, you know, you guys know that I raise money for a nonprofit and I, that helps law enforcement officers that are injured and killed in line of duty. And one of the things we do is we do a, uh, 5k run almost every Wednesday to honor officers that were fall, that were killed in line of duty the week before. And I had to tell my kids they couldn't, running those with, with me anymore because I carry my blue line flag and I'm not sure what the reaction is going to be. So that image is, A, it's disturbing on the level of what happened. It's disturbing at, at what you're watching, but it's been taken well beyond that and it's been used to be the face of this mm-hmm. anti-law enforcement, anti-police, defund the police narrative um, and has kind of gone a different direction. Um, you know, I think Josh and I talked about this Josh Harriman and I had talked about this at one point. It's, you know, so you have um, a teacher who is arrested for, uh, maybe, you know, having sexual relations with, with a student, right? And any time that the news talks about teachers, they use that picture of that teacher, right? And that incident to portray all teachers or a pastor who, is, who has committed a crime. And they use that picture of that pastor mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. all pastors, mm-hmm. How how would what would your response to that be if that's how you were get your profession? Yeah, you I'm glad you brought that up. That you we feel talked. so free. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we literally talked just talked that. about this yesterday. So you know, there was a, a mega church pastor in the Chicagoland area that did some inappropriate things and got let go. Right, it was like a, it was a became a crap storm. I mean, it was <laughs> awful. Right, right, and so every time like pastors were brought up during that time, that was like everyone referred to that pastor and stuff. So we walked away and our first response as a staff was, what can we learn? So one of the things that we're, we're desiring to do is one of the people that are pretty high up in our denomination actually was on the committee that did um, 
at this church, she was asked to be on this committee that did all the investigation on this pastor. So we're going to, our goal, we want to sit down with her and say, what can we learn that we as pastors can avoid the situation that that one mega church pastor got into? So that's when I say, when, when a picture of something, what can we learn from it? So like we talked a little bit, like for, for police officers, like, okay, Dave's brought it up. Is it a training issue? So what can we, as like you as one of the heads of the department, what can we as officers learn from that? And also know like there may be a negative cultural narrative right now. I, I don't think it's the majority though. Just, I think the minority is extremely loud right now. I think majority back you guys fully. I, I would fully agree with that. And just, I mean, that's why you always hear it called the silent majority, right? Yeah. yeah those who scream loudest get heard. Yep. Um, yep. And I, I completely agree. We had these conversations in the department all the time. Our community as a whole is extremely supportive of, of the Sturgis Police Department and law mm-hmm. enforcement. And we have nothing, you know, for the most part, we have nothing but great interactions. We have people that bring stuff, you know, stop and talk to officers. And we've had kids deliver cars to officers on traffic stops. We have a very supportive community. But there's still this minority, right? That's very loud. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult sometimes to get past that. Absolutely. Especially when, yeah. it's, especially when it's something that you're so passionate about. Like I know you, Ryan, I'm talking to Ryan and Josh. <laughs> but when, I, when, when I know how passionate you guys are about your professions and what you do um, and how much emotion that elicits from you or when you talk about your profession um, and your faith. And for us as law enforcement, we're... 99% very, very passionate about what we do. And we have, you know, um, strong emotions when it comes to that. And so, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it lists those emotions that are. Sure. Sure. And I think another, another learning thing with that, as our fire alarm system is going off, here, <laughs> distract, um, <laughs> is another learning thing is, is I think for the general public, we can learn from this image is the man, Dave, you nailed it. The painting of the broad strokes, we were very quick to judge without facts, right? We threw the race card out immediately. I, maybe he is a racist. A my, maybe we I, don't I, know. Yes. I don't. That's why I didn't want to jump. We don't 100% know that was all based on racism. We have no idea. No. Maybe it was. Maybe facts will come out. Like you were saying, maybe we'll find out on Facebook he was a racist all along. We don't know. Yeah. Deep down, we, we don't. had a couple of my pastor friends that jumped on that right away. And... I was livid. It's one of those things because I've been off Facebook for two years, then just got back on it, and then I saw that. <laughs> time, and, yeah, clean you want to throw the phone. It's just like, you know, find out the facts first. Yep. The, the only fact that we know is the one that, that I've talked about until you're nauseated hearing it, is that, <laughs> that, 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 that we know. Jump on that. I'm all for that. If, it's, if he's the racist thing, Let's go ahead and jump on that. And like you said, charge him for it too. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, we would all say that. Absolutely right. charge it. If we find out he's racist, then he needs to be charged for that. Absolutely. And, and I don't know any that. police officer that will stand and say, oh, you know what that guy did was perfect. He did perfect procedure. Absolutely. Even the one that, that contacted you. I don't know. Did we talk about that on air or not? Whatever. Uh, part of our conversation was that you were contacted by an officer and who had an opinion about something very well that just, you know, that should have had an opinion about something about this issue that, that, uh, um, you know, we got to find that stuff out first. We got to quit letting our emotions drag us around. And, uh, um, and no, no one hates bad cops more than good cops. Yep. I mean, at, at the end of the day, right? No, no one hates a cop that makes your profession look bad than the ones that pour their heart and soul into that profession. Mm-hmm. So to say that, you know, 
law enforcement as a whole, almost everybody, every cop I know says that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And it makes our profession look wrong. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's bringing this, uh, this hatred and this negativity towards something that we feel so passionate about. We don't want that in our profession either. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't think, and this is going to be one of those crazy statements, is I don't think that you Buckle have up. some of the, the um, loud minority uh, groups that are speaking about defunding police, uh, um, just doing all these violence, all this other kind of stuff, Black Lives Matter, all these. We're not far from being in the same spot. You know what? Life does matter. I don't care what color somebody is. They all matter. I don't care if they're a criminal. They still matter. And, and I think that, you know, especially in the church, when we start looking at it, the church and our church body, and I hope we have a lot of our church people that are listening to the podcast or watching it, is that you need to start stop thinking about what color somebody is or what demographics they come from or if they have money, they don't have money, if I'm a Democrat, if I'm a Republican, what I am, what I'm not. Stop looking at that and start looking at what they really are. You know, there's some... Yahoo that put on, I got to stop using the word Yahoo. Some yeah, guy put on several <laughs> times now. Yeah. Better than the alternative. Yeah. I can't imagine what you, what name you call Lori at home. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the boss. The boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that, that, uh, um, now nah, see now you made me lose my train of thought on that. Some Yahoo. Yeah. Posted says, on there. Yeah. Says, yeah. I don't even remember where I was going with that now. So you got the guy, the boss. Maybe that was the Holy thinking. Spirit telling you don't go there. <laughs> Is that what it is? No, I, just, I just think that in our church that we need to start. Oh, what, what podcast was that? 22 that you, that you did off of the bold. Um, uh, oh, with bold, the bold prayer. Bold yeah, prayer. Bold. You know, listen to that this morning and going through that. And that, that we need to really think about like Psalm 119, um, 23 uh, through 24. That one hit me right between the eyes. And when you're asking, I had to search, you know, you know, search my heart. Are we really doing that? Or am I just going by off? off and say, you know, because you're bald and you got some earrings going on there, I'm sure that you're some kind of, um, you know, radical I'm, I'm pretty, something. I'm pretty sketchy. <laughs> you're a sketchy guy. A you know, instead of, instead of doing that, why aren't I looking at you as a human being and yeah. treating you like a human being? And I think, you know, I know 99% of the guys at the, at the department, at the police department now, um, he's got some new ones in there, but uh, you look at those guys and their heart is not... Um, um, Black people don't matter. Their heart is not um, that that I'm going to do whatever I want um, to you um, just because I'm a police officer. That's not their heart. Their heart is that they want to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And when you go back to that, and I think you're going to preach on that, aren't you? The, is that search, what I heard? Search me. Search sure. me. Yeah. 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 That one. I was like, you're going to steal all my thunder here, Dave. No. no. Well, I, I did, I'm doing the dangerous prayer um, devotion, and and I I when I had to write down what my thoughts are, what God's telling me, that was, that's a hard one. And I'm thinking, okay, this is something you just tell me. I look at that and I'm thinking, you know, is, are, are you, do I really want that? That's not a prayer I want to pray. Because that's I want, I'd rather put hide stuff in my heart and not let you know about it. And then you think I'm good and, and I'm not. And um, that's, that's a hard prayer. One of your questions, I don't know if you're going to get to it or not, because we keep rambling on other stuff. All is, right. You keep what is, rambling. What does the, what does the Bible talk about? Yeah, you can stop me. You have a mic. It is, <laughs> um, that, that you, uh, one of the questions you ask is talking about, so what does the Bible have to say about law enforcement? And is there anything in the Bible, or should, should we get rid of it? Is it even biblical? And Ryan and I had this, Ryan um, Benazic and I had this discussion, and 
Uh, it's funny because I come up with one verse that is something to me right away. He comes up with another one, and he says, "This." <laughs> so, is so there are at least two verses. <laughs> there's two. There's two. Yeah. So, and, and I think they fit our personalities um, as well. So, um, but one in Matthew, and then one in Romans. So, are we going to go there? Guy. Well, you, uh, you took us there. I yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I'm waiting for the boss to say. Hey, you, <laughs> you, you took us there. there. So, go ahead. So. And I think that right now, you know, for me, it has always been Romans um, 13, 1 through 7 is when I got into law enforcement and when I went into the military that, mm. you know, the Bible's very clear because you say, man, both of those could, you could be taking lives from other people. You are sometimes can be viewed as a person who's oppressing somebody else. You know, what does the Bible say about that? Did Jesus say, you know, hey, no government, no, no, um, nobody who's the peacekeeper, you know, none of that. And that's not true. He said that everybody should be subject to governing authorities, which I think we hear from the pulpit as well. So if that is something we talk about, and um, that no one has authority except through God, and that we need to make sure that we remember that. Further down, it says, um, and I'm not sure you, you can unpack this one for us, as, as we go, <laughs> that you should have no, um, would you have no fear for authority then? Then do what is good and receive his approval, the authority's approval. And it says um, that they carry the sword for a reason. I'm not applying this to, to the Floyd incident at all because I don't think that a sword would have been the appropriate procedure for him. Mm. But this is saying that, yeah, the government has a, has a strong fist and they can use that. That helped me when I was in the Marines, when I was in the Persian Gulf, when my son called me when he was in the Persian Gulf. And he's, he asked the question about why is it okay to shoot somebody? Um, that was after he shot his first sniper and shot um, a, a kid who was getting weapons. He called me on those two occasions and says, I, how do I know that this is it? And this is what comes to my mind is that God has us doing these jobs for a reason. And it's not to be that, that heavy-handed. It's not to take lives, but it's to keep the order. I'll let you do the nicer one. Well, I think to, I think to follow the nicer one. I think to follow Love up. Love everyone. <laughs> I think to follow up on that though, and I kind of mentioned it earlier. It's where your heart's at, right? When yep. looking at that, what is your heart? If, if you know, if if that's your heart, that um, if what in your heart is good, and then that applies to that. If it doesn't, right, and and you are going off on your own on this, then it's different. So I think it, it comes down to what, to what is in your heart as it relates to that as well. So You've definitely ring, ring that, that, that bell, bell, that heart, whole heart. Everything, is, everything in life is, is a matter of the heart. Yeah, I think, I think we get so far, we can get so distracted on all, on all the other stuff. But at the end of the day, it's what's in your heart that matters and and that will guide, and, you know, and that will dictate your choices. I, I, we can argue about the other stuff, but what's in your heart will guide your choice. Will, will dictate your choices Absolutely. and the yeah. things that you do, whether it is professionally, whether it is personally, whether you know, in your family life. That's the issue. It's a, it's a heart issue, mm -hmm. and so I think when your heart is right, your decisions follow. Mm -hmm. But it, but if if your heart is if, if what's in your heart is wrong our decisions are going to go a whole, a whole wrong way. And we see that play out in a number of ways. 
So, well, and that's something I want because I want to bounce back. You know, Dave, earlier you were talking about this idea of search me, you know, and and viewing, you know, people as people. Uh, but I, I think it's important that everyone knows that cuts both ways. And that's what you're saying. You know, you can search your heart and say, oh, man, maybe I do have some sort of prejudice against people of uh, a certain ethnic group. But also, people need to search their heart and, and allow Holy Spirit to say, you know what, you you have a wrong attitude towards law enforcement. You know, if have you have a wrong heart towards the Romans 13 passage. You know, is that... Yeah, I mean, because it cuts both ways. It's it does. E- I think it's easy for us to say, "Oh, search your heart, man," because you might be racist, right. you know. But you might also have, yeah, right. again, a, a, yep. a wrong attitude towards uh, law enforcement, towards the governing authorities, which Paul clearly tells us, "Hey, <laughs> play, play nice, play nice." Um, yeah. And on top of that, on top of that, he tells Timothy, "Make sure you are praying for the authorities." So that's something, if you're listening uh, to this or watching this and you're a follower of Jesus, man, you had better be, if you're going to sit there griping about any group, especially if you're griping about law enforcement, I hope you are on your knees praying uh, for our, our officers. But, uh, yeah, sorry, you look like you're going to no, say I was something just, there. I was just going to have you ask the defunding police implications. So, well, so we're going to get into that in just a second, but it's actually, <laughs> I'm looking at the time, and we're going to, I think we're going to roll this into a third episode. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections. Reflections.